These are the dog days of summer, and we are rolling over and begging for air conditioning. Thank goodness for the cool sounds of Jim Turner. You're listening to him now. Don't sweat it. That's our job. This is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Which one are you? I'm never sure. I I've never know. like we're the same person. Uh, yeah. I'm getting cooler just listening to him. Thank you, Jim. Uh, wow, it's, uh, it's August already. What happened? Where did the summer go? I know. Well, I think that every year. It goes <laughs> faster and faster. Thank you, Jim Turner. Uh, we're going to have some great guests today. We're talking to uh, Gary Beerfriend about the, the giant cannabis. cannabis. Cannabis Expo. Expo, and then the revolution that's happening on the East End oh, of Long yeah. Island. You yeah, can yeah, sell yeah. it some places. You can't sell it other places. Oh, yeah, it's, and it changes like all the time. It's it like, does. So, yeah, but uh, you don't have to get that guy out in the van on the corner anymore. Um, <laughs> and actually, Gary's whole message is about making it responsible, having family-oriented kind of things to do. They did a comedy thing last month uh, where you could get high and watch, and the, the comics were all... It does, isn't that what okay. everybody does when they go to a yes, comedy club? But now they're making it. Oh, okay. Uh, now they're making it acceptable. Yeah, and then we have Shemaine McNaughton on, who's like the rock star of beverage directors. She's with the Honest Man Group. Everybody knows Nick and Tony's and Coche Commodore, La Fondita, Townline Barbecue, and uh, Rowdy. Some of the hottest restaurants on the east end of Long Island. For so a it long makes time. sense that they're part of the dog days of summer. Yeah. For uh, sure. The hot days. Um, and I want to hear about Nick and Tony's. I mean, I never get it. Can she get me in? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, it's, it's a tough take. <laughs> I will also have Patrick on, Patrick McLaughlin, Patrick talking McLaughlin. about uh, the most expensive and August rentals ever. Oh, that's going to be something. Oh, man. That's going to be something. <laughs> Did the Russian oligarchs leaving really make the market crash? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that was months you ago. Are, if you're listening to this and don't know about uh, how expensive it can be in the Hamptons. You're going to be stunned by some of the numbers for a summer rental. When you think of summer rental, if you're thinking John Candy and his family showing up <laughs> for a little beach shack, that is not that is not not the story. Or if that was available, it would be half a million dollars. Yes, for, for August, oh, through labor, just day. for August. Yeah. Just hey, uh, it is hot, but yeah. it's not as hot as it has been. So one thing that I wanted to point out to you that in 1938, that's as far as the records go back, they've been starting to track the temperatures. And on July 3rd of 1966, guess how hot it was? What's the all-time record out here? Mm, out here? Yeah. Like East 104. <laughs> what? You're such a cheater. What? That's 104. Are you kidding? I had no, no there idea. It is, I swear right to there. God, I had no idea. 104 well, see, on I, July 3rd, 1966. I was I was almost three years old. And the, so there you go. They, I remember. They, they, they for you. <laughs> 104. See, I was actually giving you room, like you know, when like a woman says to you, or anybody says to you, you know, guess my age, and you always like go on the low side. I was going on the low side, so you could you be were, like wrong. It was 112. Oh uh, no, no, no! But I, I, I thought you it. meant wrong. You weren't three years old. <laughs> I was. I was two and a half. What, you were sweating. Who's going to change this diaper? I know. I totally. Well, no, I was toilet trained by then. Oh, but for God's sake, but, just but not soon now. back to the diapers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yay! So also, I think, um, trip advisor listing the top 100 summer attractions in Long Island. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to guess because if I, if I guess you're going to be. Cooper's Beach is on there. Uh, there's a place that looks like Bruce Wayne's house and it's called Sands Point Preserve. Oh, yeah. That's, the, yeah I, I know like about Wayne it. Manor. That's number 19. Not to be confused with Kings Point, which is the old psych 
Ward place. I was never confused. Okay, okay. Just, just I that. thought you might have yeah. visited there a couple the of times. The Vanderbilt Mansion, or museum, has a planetarium, and it's 27. But the number one attraction, according to TripAdvisor... Montauk Lighthouse. No! What? Did, is, you, is it? Yes, you did it again. <laughs> I'm the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I did not wow. know that. You, yeah. Didn't, yeah, you just guessed I, that? Yeah, of course. Well, but, what's there? I, well, I'm, try going out to Montauk on a Saturday. I know. Well, first of all, you can't get there. But secondly, like, what, what's the, right, it is a conga line. <laughs> but like, what, what, what's to see? I've been to that lighthouse. It's beautiful. Why is that the number one attraction it's in Long beautiful, Island? It's freaking beautiful, guy. Right. It's beautiful. That's why. I think a more interesting attraction is going to be happening on August 18th, and it's the Cannabis Expo. <laughs> right. And it's happening out here. Mm-hmm. And this is the man, Gary Befriend, uh, who dreamt it up about eight, seven years ago. Hi, yes. Gary. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi Gary. Hey, Brady. Are you holding? Do you have anything uh, <laughs> Anything on you? Can we light up? Uh, no, we're going to have to wait for uh, August 18th. Okay. Now, why, why, what made you want to bring this here? What, what is it about the Cannabis Expo and... And the Hamptons that you think is synergistic. That's the word I was looking for, by the way, before. Wow, good. Well, what is synergistic? Well, one thing, the Hamptons is uh, very progressive and a very intelligent market. And yeah, don't also, go by us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we are not the norm. It, it has an amazing year-round family community. And during the summer, we have a huge influx of the one percenters from Wall Street and beyond that are very serious-minded about cannabis and aren't thinking about it in a hedonistic way. They're thinking about it as a commercially and a socially responsible alternative to drugs and plant medicine. And plant medicine. Other drugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and most uh, users um, really have, I've, I've realized uh, through my research, have really been using it as self-medication. Mm-hmm. For right. sure. So it, yeah. so this is not the uh, stoner, like yeah. when people hear cannabis. Like oh, they'll show up. Thing. They'll be there they'll, too. They'll show up, but this is a more um, kind of intellectual um, vision. Yeah, of, and that's part of the reason why I started doing the show many years ago is the shows that were being presented were more hedonistic in nature, nature, and they weren't really considering all the wellness implications and how it's transformational to us as a society. So you have put together panels, guest panels, with politicians, with some of the folks uh, who are in the industry, and you've been kind of a conduit to get everybody on the same stage, literally. Uh, Who's coming this year? Uh, This year, uh, we have the OCM, which is the Office of Cannabis Management. It's the New York State uh, agency that regulates medical marijuana medical marijuana how yeah. old is that as uh, that strikes me as something they just came up with last year or the year before has that uh, been around for a long time uh, it's been around for several years but you okay. might hear from others that it doesn't seem like it's been around because there's been challenges over the past year with getting the regulations out and getting stores open but they've been taking very drastic measures in terms of righting a wrong and getting the commercialization and the supply chains going again. So that's part of the reason why my first panel this year is going to be a government panel with politicians and regulators uh, to talk about all the dramatic changes that are happening right now this month that will boost the industry which has been challenged over the past year. Boy, if I was high, I would think that's the last thing I wanted to sit and listen to, but maybe I'm wrong. Is there any music? As you, you got know, like, it's, yes. It's really important yes. because, you know, especially out here, and, and you guys might know, of course, I did a little film about Dave Falkowski, who's uh, open-minded organics. And, uh, you know, hashtag and, shameless plug. Yeah, hashtag shameless plug. But, it, I mean, well, you can't see it anywhere, so it's not a plug. But, um, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of people, and there's a dragon hemp apothecary. There's, there's mm-hmm. definitely people in the Hamptons who are uh, coming forward. There's one in Watermill 
I don't remember the name right now, but um, it's kind of like bespoke designer, uh, not not Dave. Dave is the real deal. It's uh, you know organic and and full spectrum. But I've noticed there's other things where you can get like red gummy gummies or orange gummies to make you happy. Yeah, the laws are a little weird out here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's towns and villages can both vote as to whether or not they want to sell this stuff. Right. And it's so it, clarify that for us. Where can you and can't you buy it? Besides the reservation, which we should tell people we're on the, res the we're, we're adjacent to in Southampton, yeah, to uh, the Shinnecock, and they can sell on the old Montauk Highway. And they're but building a dispensary there too. That's I think that's the big building. Little Beach on. Harvest is yeah. the sanctioned uh, government, uh, Shinnecock government dispensary that is licensed and backed by serious investors. But well, otherwise, each town has been voting yes or no whether they right. can have the what we, what do you still call them head shops do you, or what if you can have cannabis stores I CBD mean, dispensaries some, dispensaries and yeah. some have said yes and some have said no and it's a little complicated in Southampton right because the village said no but the town said yes yes have I got that right yes you've got that right and and the good news is that the town obviously geographically it's the entire footprint it's only the villages within the town that opted out. Gary, can I ask you, what, how did your journey to this begin? Uh, I mean, it's a bright idea, but what's your personal experience? Well, did my, my personal testimony is I never even tried cannabis until I was 30 years old. And I did that because I felt I was a mature, responsible <laughs> adult. And I was looking for an alternative to pharmaceuticals to help me sleep, deal with anxiety. And quite frankly, on the recreational side, when I drank alcohol, I woke up in the morning, it felt terrible. My stomach killed me. As compared to cannabis, I woke up in the morning, my stomach felt great, and I felt refreshed. Right, right, because it's opposite. an anti-inflammatory as well. I mean, the CBD and the CBN. CBN helps you sleep, right? The cannabinoid. Yes, correct. And then I had to stop taking it for about a decade um, for personal reasons. I took over custody of my children, and it was a Schedule One drug. It was illegal for it oh. to be in my system. Oh, and wow. then I turned to Ambien. And then I became not addicted, but dependent on Ambien. If I didn't have at least a half a pill, I couldn't go to sleep. I, you're singing my song. I yeah. get that. So when, I, when it became legal in New York um, seven, eight years ago, I got my medical license and started using that again instead of Ambien. And, and I was really angry at society and the world that for 10 years I was deprived of a better, healthier alternative for my body and my mind. And I'm like, this is transformational. Yeah. And then I was producing investor events uh, on all verticals for entrepreneurs. And when I started doing cannabis events, I saw that we had 10 times more audience. It was much more interesting. And I'm like, you know what? I go, this makes a lot of sense for me to go narrow and deep into this vertical to explore commercialization, investing. And the worst thing that can happen is I do, you know, I leave a better footprint for my grandchildren for this world. You know, you mentioned the ambient thing, and I wonder, is Big Pharma finally on board with cannabis, or are they fighting you the way they fight a lot of other natural, say, holistic or natural yeah. alternatives? Well, it's similar, um, the alcohol lobbyists are the number one opponent towards huh. cannabis of because course. it is the number one threat to their market share. And that is why a lot of people question, well, why is the government doing this? Why are they doing that? The things that are unexplainable are on the sidelines that aren't spoken about and aren't put underneath the microscope. So, of course, this does not help the pharmaceutical industry until they start commercializing it. Now, many of the big pharmacies are developing medical FDA and medically approved alternatives, but they're still many years away. So if right. and until that time, they don't want to lose their market share. So where is this event going to be held? 
Uh, we have a new venue this year. I moved it uh, from East Hampton back to Southampton Village, where I originally started doing these events seven years ago, to Main Prospect in Southampton Village. It's at 15 West Prospect Street. It's across from the Southampton Long Island Railroad train station. So oh, I know where that is. Yeah. yeah. It's much more accessible, convenient, safe, and easy for day trippers to come from up island. So if people want to get more information about this, is there a website they can go to? Absolutely. <laughs> what would that be, Gary Beerfriend? Can Expo without an E, C-A-N-X-P-O.com, C-A-N-X-P-O.com. And that's for the Cannabis Expo coming to us on August 18th in Southampton Village. Friday, August 18th from 1, from 1 p.m. until 11 p.m. And it is not only business, but it's also a pleasure this year. Before and after the panels, we'll have uh, yoga, we'll have... DJs. Munchies? We'll have munchies. Munchies, <laughs> munchies are crucial. Um, we'll have live singing, um, and it'll be it'll be fun for the whole. And several family. hundred people. I mean, I've yeah. been to a couple of them at the clubhouse and other venues, and it's uh, it draws a big crowd. Well, so. can't c a n x p o dot com for more information. Gary, thank you so much for joining us on, on August eighteenth. If you see a giant cloud, <laughs> do, do not be concerned. Don't be concerned. <laughs> Gary, thanks for joining. Gary, us. thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, you are you. listening to uh, Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill, and uh, we are the hottest show on radio because we don't have air conditioning, and the show has no fans. <laughs> <laughs> no fans, I get it. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. You're sitting one. too close to me. It's too hot. It's uh, so these nice. are the dog days of summer. A little later on, we're going to talk about movies, and we're going to have Jacqueline Bissett join us Whoops. by uh, Zoom. Yeah. Uh, she has a new movie called Lauren and Rose. We're going to talk about some of the big new movies coming this month. We had, we've already gotten through Indiana Jones. We somehow made it by Mission Impossible. We drove off that uh, that ramp. Uh, and now, speaking of famous people, we're going to talk uh, to someone who's maybe, I wouldn't say the restaurant tour to the stars, but certainly oh, this, but this group of, of restaurants is important to the Hamptons and what happens out the here. The Honest Man Group, Nick and Tony's, Townline Barbecue. Coach A. Commodore, La Fondita, and Rowdy Hall. Rowdy Hall. The, some of the biggest names. You, you got me Mark Hall. and Joe and everybody up there. And we have Shemaine McNaughton, who I love, who is our, the beverage director and yes, brought something. What is that? It says oh OMD. What is it? It's because sometimes they let me name things. Oh, um, okay. It's OMD. You know, um, if you're old enough, you should be able to get the reference, um, which is uh, an oh. 80s band orchestral maneuvers oh, in the dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. them. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that's amazing. I actually had one of their albums. See? Yes. There you go. <laughs> An album. This remember is some albums? of their bodily fluids? What, what, <laughs> no, are, we, what is, are we looking at This here? is, um, th well, this is what I came here to talk about. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So we, we there's so much to talk about. Um, and let's just make a reference to the dog days of summer. Let's get that part out of the way first. You have or had rescued greyhounds? I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I so read tell that. me about that. How did you get into so that first? We, Where do you we, park those buses? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Bill McCuddy Sorry. gets off a So good I one. actually grew up in the sport of dogs. Uh, my you family did. is, like, if you've ever seen the movie Best in Show, yeah. that yes. was my childhood. Oh, no. You're mm. Truly, truly, mm. they got it exactly right. My mom actually ran uh, Westminster and Westchester Kennel Clubs um, for decades. Oh, that's so cool. So legit, that was my childhood. <laughs> and what kind Those of dogs people. did you guys raise? Well, we grew up with Sighthead. We were actually the dog show superintendents, so we were the Julie or Ship's cruise director for uh -huh. the shows. But I grew up with Whippets, and um, we had Dobies also, Dobermans, um, for some of my childhood. So I've been obsessed with sighthounds my whole life. And cool. what happened was um, 
the whole family goes home every other year to LA for Christmas. And my mom somehow got a wild hair after 30 some years of not having a house whip it. And she went back to her original breeders who are friends and who are people who are dog handlers and judges in the sport. Mm -hmm. um, and she got herself a whippet puppy. My husband and I came home for Christmas and here was this five month old whippet puppy. Aww. And we had already done the ARF thing. You know, we had already been in dog rescue. And so you, once you do that, you kind of can't go back. So I tried to calibrate how how do I get myself a rescue that is also a sight hound? And these dogs aren't actually rescues. They're retired racing greyhounds. Oh, wow. um, and so we- um, I Oh, they're retired. Kinda... So that's different than a rescue. I mean, they're I know there's rescues as well. extremely high strong, right? Not, not at really. all. Really? No, not that's at not all. what I, good. I'm glad I want to get these. Not at all. I mean, they definitely have distinct personalities. There's uh -huh. all yeah. different styles of dogs, just like any other breed or even any other um I guess they, they look so nervous. That's why people think yeah, it's they're like, amazing. like a chihuahua, they're not you know? Like that. Yeah, yeah. They're not like that. I have and another in fact, friend who they is. have a couple of um like physical tells that people get wrong all the time. So they have one that's like this like chattering, we yeah. call it chittering, and they go da, 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 and it's actually a sign of happiness. Oh, they're oh. not growling. That's no, they're not, no, that's they're like so when they do it, this with their little jaw uh -huh. like this, and it, it's it's other sighthounds kind of have it too, but it's really a greyhound thing. Yeah. And then even I do that when I'm hungry. Kind of, you do, you do, do that? Yeah, I get a little exactly. <laughs> no, I, I do that when I want to get intimate with my husband. <laughs> chittering. It's really it's me really, to you, me to you, chittering. It's so exciting. And even God, the I little, wish we could edit. Okay, go ahead. Even the little um, you know, like the little thing that looks like shivering sometimes, yeah. um, is is a total like it's a, a human manipulation. So my whippet used to do it outside in 85 degree Los Angeles heat to try to tell us like, you have to let me in. Yeah. How many have very dog days of over the year? Not rescued. Uh, so yeah. we, our, for our OG um, retired um, Greyhound, Casey Bones Jones, he raced in um, Wheeling, West Virginia, and he was a champion racer there. And we adopted him in 2016. Oh, wow. um, and we've visited the track. We know his trainers really well. They are like on our speed dial. They're super helpful um, with things that you maybe wouldn't get from either an adopt group or something like that because they really know the dogs they know each individual dog and they these dogs grow up in colonies and kennels mm -hmm. of sometimes 60 70 80 90 dogs so wow when they're adopted out and maybe they come home and they're an only dog or yeah they, they, they lose their hierarchy dog, right? they don't have that whole vibe and sometimes it's like really fish out of water so it's been really helpful to have those guys as our resources well, and then we got a pandemic puppy because that's what you do yeah and then <laughs> On the heels of the pandemic puppy, we decided to get another puppy, which is not a greyhound. She's not a full-bred greyhound. She's a what's known as a lurcher, which is a Never UK cross. It's all sighthound with a working breed. So it's typically like over 75% greyhound and then one of the like wiry coated sighthounds. So like Borzoi, yeah. um, Irish wolfhound, Scottish deerhound. So she's like but this, really wiry, full coated. But it's a working girl. She really, she, you gotta keep her busy. They're ranch dogs. So they she fished up with her sister in um, Clarksville, Tennessee, yeah. and that's why we call her Shiloh. Um, Cute. So they were running, you know, they're coyote dogs, and somehow, somehow, I don't know how, but out of all the rescue groups, adoption groups in the United States, she ended up in ours, with ours in Connecticut, the people we're affiliated with, she and her sister. And so that's how we ended. I mean, we, we all saw it. They do like a national greyhound amber alert in these groups, like <laughs> greyhound, we call ourselves like a cult nation. So I knew about these dogs like months before we actually got her and she ended up going to our 
Connecticut. I'm thrilled to hear they get rescued group. because I just no. assumed that those were very abused animals who yeah. ran until they dropped. No, it's not. I mean, that I at don't all. mean to be. Yeah. They're right. purpose-bred dogs. They're working yeah. dogs, and they're they're actually doing the purest thing that they're bred for thousands of years to do by by chasing. So the the racing thing is, you know, whether however you feel about gambling, we don't have to talk about that. But the chase is what they're bred for, right? Well, what if they the see hunt. a real rabbit? Oh, um, I mean, I could tell you the story about something that happened to my husband oh, one no. week in on the end of a six foot leash with our dog. <laughs> he dragged, wow. dragged through the tumbleweeds. Uh, no, he's efficient. Let's just say okay. that. Went, okay. to the <laughs> Went to the Montauk Lighthouse, which is the number one number one <laughs> place to see. So from dogs to grogs, where you're right. with nice. Thanks. It took me She's a minute to think of that. She's the queen of pivot. Really I nice. am the yeah. queen of pivot. I want a shirt that says that. Queen I'll make it for you. Oh, I great. love it. Uh, McNaughton, who is the beverage director of the Honest Man Group. So let's pivot to to drink drinkability. Yeah, we've got some. You brought some ice and the crew. Yeah, what do we the have? I was excited about this. Jody I think and they want to taste it. Well. I, brought, I can't. I have to have props. Okay, okay. awesome. So we'll give what, you props. Thanks for coming. I thought that we coming. would talk about um, today because this is really. First, can you get me into Nick and Tony's, please? I heard that earlier. I mean, I do have a few people that I tr try to help out because. Um, <laughs> I'm not on the list. Do I'm you like, have a, a non alcoholic drink today? I didn't bring any um, mocktails or coolers, but we do um, specialize in those. We offer them at all the restaurants. Ah, uh, okay. Um, well, I may skip whatever. If you're just joining us, we are today. we I are cooling it. off now in the dog days of summer, and we are getting a lesson in a new drink that is exclusive to the Hamptons. You guys invented this. So actually, it's completely the opposite of that. Although I do okay. think that we are. I've got to come to the rehearsal. Wrong. Wrong. We're the only ones <laughs> making these drink so this is uh, what we wanted to cover today is um each of the restaurants has its own specialty cocktail menu uh, and we cool. really feel like each of those menus um is like kind of beams out like the soul and history and culture of that restaurant to our guests like okay. that's my goal when i kind of create things so the one for nick and tony's you can't get it so the one for Nick and Tony's is classics. It's based on pre-prohibition. What that's what we call in cocktail ease. Right. Um, that's those are what are considered the classics. So those are drinks that were originated before the United States wasn't allowed to drink, right? So we're talking about cocktails that have right. been in the canon okay. since the 1800s. Okay. So that's like the backbone of both Rowdy Hall and Coche, I mean, and um, Nick and Tony's programs. We, classic we cocktails. Classic cocktails. So even like if- Manhattan's and old fashions. And, yeah, exactly. Right. And then there's, then there's the modern classic canon, which has really come along just in, let's say the last 20 years. There are drinks that are less than 20 years old that are now considered classic that have been built by the bartenders. and the Cosmo. Naked and Famous and like a paper plane. And these drinks are all built on the same kind of components. I mean, what makes a classic, right? It's not, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're kind of taking something and riffing on it. Um, okay. It's an adaptation. It's a variation. So, for example, things like Naked and Famous or the paper plane, these are equal parts cocktails so they come together because each What's component can you do you mind telling me what the ingredients naked and famous what goes into a naked and famous um so these are chartreuse based cocktails chartreuse has an is, is like an ancient spirit right. that's made by monks in the alps um and it's high pro, Very high, high, high proof yeah, yeah. right I so you, that as a you kid. mix it with other things and it's green and you take it down there's the yellow and there's green right yep. like yep. chartreuse right. so it's the same color coming back up yellow chartreuse same color chartreuse um, lime juice, 
mezcal and in and in another hot 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 um white hot um topic is aperol so it's it's equal parts of those components like many other cocktails that are in the classic canon and what's good about that it's great for bartenders Right, because right. it's like right. you learn one measure, and then that's what goes oh, into it. it. So right. it's like a Negroni. It's like a bunch of drinks are based on that um, theory. Okay, just about two minutes left. We want to make this drink. We two, have a little bit maybe go, maybe three. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. Longer. What I want to do. I mean, can the we make I this at this home? Drink, and can you describe it in a way that'll have this, people? So this is why I brought this. Okay. These are things that we do uh -huh. um, yeah. that we think kind of set the bar for our cocktail programs and set us apart. Set the even bar. From other, I like that. That was <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah, listen um, to that. Even set us apart a little bit from the other restaurant groups and, and even like the um, the New York City-based restaurants that have joined us out here on the East End. Um, this kind of came to me. Um, I will fully admit that this was a, an aha moment that I had at Gramercy Tavern oh. at lunch by myself, which is mm. something that I do when I work in the city, which right. I do in the spring and the fall. Um, I you try like the to front room better than the back room at Gramercy? I sit at the bar. Yeah. Oh, Almost bar. exclusively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I know those guys. And I just think that what Danny Meyer has done and does for hospitality is the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. So I go there to kind of commune and like that's my mecca. Oh, cool. It's my like right. North Star. So um, I always get very inspired there. And um, sometimes it's cocktails, sometimes it's a wine program. It could be a food thing that I, I tell the chefs about. Right. But in this case, it was a milk punch. Ooh, oh. milk punch. That sounds like very old fashioned, though, it isn't is. it? It's, it's like, like ancient, right? Right. So I milk punches. Those in high, in yeah, high school, all yeah, the I used time. to get them yeah, in elementary school. That guy would <laughs> punch me for my milk. Um, okay, so punch. so what we did was uh, so a milk punch is a way of clarifying a cocktail. It's also a way of preserving the ingredients in the cocktail, and it it's old because it predates refrigeration. Uh -huh. So Ben Franklin used to make milk punches. They go back to the 16 and 1700s in the Ooh. UK. Ooh. And what it just it was just one of those things of I would never have ordered it otherwise. I asked the bartender. It was gin based. That's not usually my thing. And gin and milk. <laughs> You use the milk to clarify the cocktail. Okay, I got, you said that, so I was trying to understand. So okay. the goal really well, mix is. Mix away, let's have Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the there's goal, no yeah. mixing. Oh, so okay. the, the whole oh, point you... is it's a batch cocktail. So all oh, the work happens ahead of time. Of time. Okay. So it becomes something that's very easy for the bartenders. And the reason that I brought it to you is that we're launching our Cocktails <laughs> to Go program for Honest Man. Cocktails to Go, so you just drive up and get a drink and drive away? Right. I bet it it's, a little, it's a little more complicated. It's illegal. Uh, really? Thank you, COVID. Oh, it's not now? You can just pick up a drink and drive away oh it's my not God. really like that per se yeah, yeah, if you yeah. read the new york sla uh, law the actual legislation sure it's much more um specific in fact they don't want you to get like the way that we were selling cocktails during covid which is something that the state allowed us to do to help kind of make back the money with the sh with the um lowering of capacity Mm -hmm. and all the things that happened to us in restaurants during COVID um, was we were able to, I mean, we could do it all. Like we could sell from the wine cellar. We could sure. sell from, you know, they basically let us have like retail plus plus because we could, we could sell you a bunch of margaritas, you know, yeah. a whole batch. And did now, the top have to be closed in yeah, a way? Yeah, yeah but it was very light. nonspecific during COVID. So everybody yeah. just kind of did what they did. Right. And now the law is very specific. It has to be the exact drink that you could order at the bar. <clears throat> okay. Right? right? So these are going to be, so oh, I brought so you a Boston a batch, bottle today right. to show you what the batch looks like, but this is exactly so, what the cocktails are, are, are going to be released as. They're going to be in four ounce Boston bottles. Oh, cool. Oh. So what is this OM? 
OMD? What so the besides OMD being is, a band from Coche the 70s? Comedores, exactly. The OMD is Coche Comedores' contribution to the four um, cocktail set of drinks that we are launching. Okay, so um, the Coche one is OMD. What's in it? It's mescal. And oh, of course, um, it's Co a riff. Coche, for people who don't know, Coche is a very terrific Yeah, so uh, Coche Comedores is our Mexican restaurant. Yeah. It's also our baby um, because we just opened in 2019. And it has an agave-based back bar. So yeah. it's very specific. I can get into that restaurant. You can get in there. We don't take reservations. <laughs> I can people get into listening La should know that this has an amber... Uh, what's giving it its sort of brown? Well, that's great red. that you asked because that's what makes it um, what it is. So the OMD is a riff on a drink that's a riff on another drink. So it's actually a riff on the Mexican Firing Squad. The Mexican Firing Squad is an old I've drink. I've never heard of any of these We're looking drinks. at you like, what? Mexican Firing Squad's been around since like Get me to an old-fashioned lady. Okay. It's old. Okay. So it, it's very simple. It's tequila, it's grenadine, and lime juice. Oh, okay? grenadine. Wow. So grenadine, right? Mm -hmm. And then what happens is the somebody in the modern cocktail canon some really cool bartender gets a hold of something like a mexican firing squad and he says i'm going to put my stamp on that right so right. he makes a oaxacan firing squad oh, okay. which is mezcal <laughs> grenadine and lime juice but he takes the extra step and he infuses the grenadine with mole negro shut oh. up shut <laughs> up chocolate really? sauce so in my case i have chef juan juarez's mole negro which he's famous for right. he's a chef our chef at coche commodore is from puebla he is amazing and the here moles legally? he's here of course <laughs> wow. Um, wow. and the moles are um i mean they're world class so what we've done is we've taken a drink that pe some people already know about uh -huh. and we've we've riffed on it and we've improved on it and then what i've further done is made it into a batch cocktail that's been clarified because you can't just throw a mole into a drink no it has fat you can't throw a mole into a drink either because they tried they struggle to get so out the whole and run away. purpose of a milk punch when you add the dairy what it does is it it incorporates all of the um, the disparate ingredients. It softens them. So it's going to soften the acid. It's going to soften the proof um, if there's a high proof alcohol involved, okay. right? It's going to incorporate and just um, pull it all together so that it has this beautiful um, knit together flavor. And um, it's really elegant. It's really sophisticated. But for us, what it also does is it provides shelf stability. So that's why we're creating. So we created a cocktail at Nick and Tony's. Okay, what's that one? That's the Gramercy Warship. The Gramercy Warship. Because what's that, in that is, one? It's the exact. It's the exact milk punch that I had at Gramercy. Oh, okay. But I just made it myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, not you, like they gave you me a recipe. You ripped, on it. ripped it off. Okay. No, so we that is gin. We, we don't say rip off. We say it's an homage. It's totally an homage. It's Gramercy worship. Yeah. Yes. So that is gin and Calvados and local um, uh, Finger Lakes dry cider. Wait, Finger Lakes juice. isn't Finger Lakes isn't local to Hamptons. It's local to us. It's local right. to New York. It's local know, to New like York. our wine. Our you know when we it's talk about New York. Yeah. Yes, it's our it's our terroir. Also, we don't do cider really on Long Island. We do some pear cider up on the North Fork, but that's really- I mean hard really, cider. Like hard cider? Because yeah. you can get yeah. like regular- Dry, sparkling, yeah. beautiful, apple-based. Oh, cool. Uh, Everything's cider. hard with Calvados these people. Is... You can't get into any of their restaurants. I know, and then you can't get the, the Calvados. <laughs> hey, listen, no. before we let you go, you, no, you mentioned the pandemic. You've I don't want to hear the other drinks. Uh, the other you don't want to hear stuff. about the Invisible Sex Panther I, I, I just, and the I want to know, since we're talking about how hot everything is in August, whether, uh, okay, we, we have a few more minutes now. Okay. Um, whether your uh, restaurants have done well this summer. 
Is everybody back and is everybody sort of? Yeah, you know, I think that 2023 has, has presented its own unique challenges for us as, as restaurateurs, as people just trying to stay ahead of trends and ahead of our guests um, to provide that level of, of service post COVID. We really don't know, we can't predict and we haven't been able to. Um, we, we saw some patterns of people returning to international travel, of right. course, yeah. we saw some of that last year. Right. and. Um, there are there there are like currents and trends that we can try to put our fingers on about like were people here? Were pe we you know we had a bang up Fourth of July. Um, I still can't get into Nick. And that's not even a week. That's like a two week you know um, season. Fourth right. of July is not a day. It's not a week for well, restaurants. I, it's like two weeks. Well, I, I'm sorry to jump around, but I, I want to know what uh, the drink of the of the soul of Townline Barbecue is. So you're, you're eating I mean, barbecue. They, what kind my of my bar cocktail? manager there might disagree with me because they it really is a whiskey back bar there. Right. But what we created for them for summer um, is a drink called the Sneaky Tiki, and this. <laughs> Sneaky Tiki is a, a, a riff, again, on a well, very well-known, especially to the audience out here, cocktail, which is known as the painkiller. Have you ever had a painkiller? Yeah, I've had those Comes on. Comes with ball peen hammer you know, to you know. smack you on so, the head. You know where they serve those on golf courses? They serve them at the Soggy Dollar, where you have to swim to the bar <laughs> to get your painkiller. Where's that? Um, it's in Joseph Van Dyke. Okay. And you know, lots of people have oh, traveled right. there. Yeah, and yeah, they call yeah. it the soggy dollar because you have to swim to. from your oh, boat. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. You can also get yeah. lobsters there. Yeah. Oh wow. So the, the painkiller is basically there. an intensely rummy, um, pineapple y juicy. Can um, I ask you something? I mean, I'm sorry to jump around, but how do you do something like this and be able to taste things without being like fall down drunk all the time? <laughs> well, so tasting is different than drinking, right? Oh, like spit I, out, I really like wish someone did everything. Someone I spit everything. I taste hundreds yeah. of wines some some days in the city when I'm there for work, mm -hmm. and um, you know I can't. You can't manage that unless right. you're unless you're spitting. Yeah, so you have to have a lot of I'd give it a so, shot. Um, yeah. But you know, the R&D part of this is certainly fun. Yeah, right? sure. That's, the be that's one of the best parts of my job. Well, Shemaine wow. McNaughton, you brought so many cool, fun things. Yeah, let's let's have a little party afterward. Yeah, the show. we'll celebrate. And uh, thank you so much for coming, Shemaine McNaughton. If people want to uh, learn more about the Rowdy, uh, the, the Honest Family, what, what's the uh, website? So each of the restaurants has a website and we are working okay. on um, launching hopefully this month, but maybe it'll take till September, a group newsletter as well. Okay. Um, so you can seek so out each of the restaurants individually. You can use the Googles and you can use the, the Bing. You're a podcast. Your whole story about going to different restaurants and ripping them off or getting <laughs> homage with what homage, they do yes, it's an homage. is a great, great uh, podcast. Thanks. We will look forward to that. Yeah, that's thank wonderful. Shemaine, thank you so much. Thanks, Shemaine. Hey, uh, from a giant hot box in the middle of nowhere, because this is public radio and TV and we fell short on the air conditioning budget during the pledge drive, this <laughs> is Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Pass the chili Budweiser. I'm not drinking it. I'm putting it somewhere. Uh, oh. Well, you know, one of the things we didn't talk to Shamine about was, uh, and and uh, Jim, let's get a little uh, music going here, a little hot August. Uh, yeah. The official recipe. Now, you've known everything else on this show today. Yeah. Can you give me all the, the liquors in an official Long Island iced tea? I can't this give you This is the real I've, thing. I have no idea. It's this a is vodka. This the absolute. I don't want to guess because I keep guessing right and you get no, upset. There's no what? vodka. There's no vodka. Oh, sorry. Okay. I oh, no, I'm sorry. There is. That's of the first ingredient. Vodka. vodka is the number one.
number one. Number one. Uh, vodka. No, no. I don't know. What else is in a, a real Long yeah, Island? You get a half fluid ounce of vodka, a half fluid ounce of rum, a half fluid ounce of gin, a half fluid ounce of tequila. Oh, man. I call this breakfast. A, a half fluid ounce triple sec, which is an orange flavored liqueur for those who don't know it. Then a fluid ounce of sweet and sour mix, a fluid ounce of cola to taste, and a lemon slice. And instead of the sweet and sour, some people use 7-Up. But that is the official Long Island iced tea. And now you know because you're listening to... Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Right. Coming to you from somewhere in, in the, 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 sl- from the slums of Wayne Scott. Oh, yeah. The north of the highway. In the, in the most expensive zip code in the United States. And speaking of expensive zip codes... <laughs> yeah, our next, nice! Our, yeah, I'm really... Boom. Bridget, number one with the segue. Wow. We're Patrick here. McLaughlin joins us. Thank you, sir. And Welcome. we're going to talk about all kinds. And thank you, Jim Turner. Nice. For the musical segue. Yay! Thank you. He's hot and cool at the same time. I Patrick, saw Jim Turner on the street the other day. He said, I didn't recognize you. You know, we're on the radio. I said, Jim, I sit in the studio with you. What do you mean we're on radio? I thought he was a tennis player <laughs> he does look like a tennis player i'll give you that good to see you bridget good to see you oh, wow that's nice what are what's we... your name princess oh, i was like are you are you freezing him out what's up what, what happened no. what happened in the green room that i missed um, in the green room. yeah oh we've God. been drinking and uh well we didn't we got to look at a drink no, and, no, 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 and no, no. we've been hearing the official uh recipe for long island iced tea and we're talking movies in a little while but right now we're really interested in you counting down the most expensive August rentals in the Hamptons because people are going to not believe this. I, I'd rather talk about Hampton. movies, but whatever. Well, whatever. we can do that too. You know, can I do a little time. restaurant t- chat before we start the the uh, the uh, real estate thing? Sure. I so I, I did a blog recently, and I was I was shocked. There's a restaurant. And I'm not going to say. Actually, oh, there's two. I saw that blog about and how to get in and how they grade how you. They, apparently, they have actual software that Google's the client and gives them little notes about everybody who walks in. Really? Oh, uh-huh. wait, is this the restaurant in Sac Harbor? I, I can't say. Okay. I can't say because I don't want to get, because someone I know works there and they're like, just don't tell them. Oh, okay. I'm surprised more don't, don't do that. I mean, there was a place in, in Los Angeles and the, I'm sure the guy Googled me because he would go away and come back and suddenly be, Mr. McCuddy, I uh, love you on Fox and Friends. I'm like, uh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, he looked he, you. He saw Fox and Friends yeah, I know, and I know. he I was you. as stunned <laughs> as you are. That's why I think he Googled it. I don't think well, he did actually did you see, saw. I mean, years ago, Black Mirror did an episode called Nosedive that actually was co-written by Rashida Jones and Cherry oh. Jones was in it, no relation to Rashida. And it was about in the future, cause all of Black Mirror, yeah. oh yeah, um, was about the fact that we would get graded on things and like oh. our, our credit score would be based on how liked we were and all of this. So new people would be coming into the office with a whole bunch of juices What do they everyone. do with bad information about somebody? It's really cool. they decide cool. not to wait on you? Or you well, get, and I asked, yeah. I asked uh, Shemaine before she left, I said, you guys don't do that. She said, no, we do not. So that's yeah. good to know. Okay. Good to know. You good. won't and, get that country man, the honest that, man. They're, they're Googling you and I, 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 don't, I don't know if this part is true but they get images of you. I wonder if you're, you know, not terribly attractive. Do they put you by the bus station or by the, you know, by the wow. kitchen door? Well, it depends how how much money you make, probably. All right, we've been talking right? about how. Okay, speaking of money, we've been talking about how <laughs> hot it is out here, and yet uh, you've been constantly saying that there's a lot of stuff for rent this year. Uh, the rentals aren't doing as yeah, well. The People didn't bought too many up. houses during COVID and thinking yeah, yeah, they yeah. could rent them, and they're all in the market. So correct, that correct, all correct. said, there's still an audience for the top. Right. For the best of the best. Well, why don't you get your real estate license, Bill? <laughs> well, that would be, I, mean, yeah, I think that'd be great. I think I'm the only one in the Hamptons who doesn't have one. Yeah, everyone does have one. Yeah. So, I mean, but remember a couple of years ago when, when Jay-Z and Beyonce, or as I call them, Bay-Z, um, <laughs> 
they rented uh, the Sandcastle for like for August for four hundred thousand. That was like huge, huge, huge news. Right. Now that's like eh, whatever. For one month. There's, there's August some... includes all the way to Labor Day. We should say so for yeah, yeah. Thousand, Traditionally, a summer rental is Memorial weeks. Day to Labor Day, right? right. And um, that's typically you know what the time frame is, and then everyone breaks it up: June, July, August. August being the most expensive right. month. Well, also because right. everyone loves the traffic and the horse show, so that's right. naturally it's more. And you expensive. get that extra little, you know, the extra little bit of September that for for Labor Day, the if little, you're lucky. The the little well, sometimes it it's can like be a week. Like the DVD bonus, you yeah. get well, a couple more days. Right. right. I'm sorry, director's I, I, commentary. I had a blueberry muffin from Levon before I came, so I keep living. Mm, I, I swear, Levon gives him free stuff just they so they don't. Say they don't. Just they so don't. But they it. should. <laughs> so, all right, tell us some of the most expensive okay, August so there's rentals one, in the uh, There's, there's a, a, something on Gin Lane. It's actually two houses. Gin Lane in Southampton. Yeah, Gin Lane in Southampton. And I brought my little cheat sheet here. Yeah. Well, you can rent the two, the ha main house and the guest house for a million eight for the month of August. What? One point eight million dollars. One point wow. eight million. Almost Does that include utilities? Um, Does that include utilities? Sadly, probably not. I guarantee you, probably not. No, probably I'm sure not. It well, what does it include? And then Patrick? you can rent the one house for a million one. But so what's in it? Like, does it have a helipad? Let's go through. I mean, it's Dallas a, it's a Cowboys cheerleader. How a many big, bedrooms and baths? Nineteen bedrooms. Oh, okay. wow. Eighteen full baths. Wow. Three half baths. You know, I mean, so I mean, we're not, and it's you know, it's on the ocean. It's front row, ocean. You know, plus they have a finished lower level. Okay. That bedroom and without a bath. And it comes with bath. free daily uh, Reiki healing and massages. The one bedroom without a bath must be for help. That's so funny. That is funny. Oh, my God. That's um, huge. That's really And then huge. there's, you know, there's one on Surfside that's going for a million. Okay. A million for million. August. And how big is that house? For August. That is a little bit smaller. That's only 10 bedrooms. Do we know what the most that's ever been paid in the height, you know, the height of the yeah. Russian oligarchs coming out here? You know like, what? Last year, I know there was stuff going over a million for, you know. Just for August. Just for August. Why but, don't people buy something for that? That's but this I year, I mean, the numbers won't come. We're, we're not going to know what happened in this real estate market. I mean, we're, we're talking August now. We're not going to know until like the end of September what went down. Okay. But, but I can tell you on the street. Things are light. They're, you know, the rental market was, it was very light this year. Everyone was in Europe and- So and they may cut that one point. Although you would never know it going to Nick seven. and Tony's because you still have to wait. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, know. I wait, can't get in there. a reservation. Um, I'll, the, I'll take you in, honey. Okay, That's okay. I'll just drive me by in it. In the name drop they, jar give me, for that. Give me a slice of pizza. Um, <laughs> what's the- uh, What's the average regular rental? For somebody listening to this, all this million dollar talk, and okay. they wanted to come out here. Just was, for August. Was just I, for August. Was okay. 25 grand getting it done anywhere? You know, 25 is, you're in the springs at 25 grand. Okay. So, okay. You know, that's not, I mean, I love yeah. the springs. You know, but I always say for something decent, you're probably looking at about $35,000 for the month of August. For something decent with yeah. the pool. Yeah, with know? the pool. Yeah. yeah. If so I rent a place for $1.8 million on Gin Lane, what's the security deposit? <laughs> you can't afford Bill, it. You can't, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. That's what my dad used to say that. If you have to ask, Mr. McCuddy, you can't. Yeah. I knew I couldn't afford it before the question, but I was still curious. Yeah. Right. Now that I'm spending so much time in Costa Rica, those prices are like, oh my, I could buy like, I could buy like 10 houses in Costa Rica for $1.8 million. You gotta love million. Costa Rica. I do. I, I do. You do. I do so much. I well, keep waiting for that invitation. She's the pivot whatever. queen. No, we I, wanna, I do want to ask Patrick, because we're talking about dog days of summer, kind of. Right. Yeah. And I know that you're a dog person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tell, tell us about, about your babies, your My favorite babies. beach, actually, is we like going to Beach Lane. Um, beach Lane. Yeah, in, in Wayne Scott. Yeah. Because you can go slightly longer than, like, East Hampton Village, 9 a.m., you got to be off. Shemaine oh, knows, right. too. Shemaine, what's, is that, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. and. Yeah. 
10. You know what I like? I like Y. Is it called Yborg? Yborg is Wyborg. a big dog beach. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's I a feel big like not beach. everybody knows about that, too. It's kind of hidden over there by the Maidstone. Yeah, it's next to Maidstone. That's my, my husband's beach, was that? And Egypt's yeah. on the other side. And there was right. a big brew, ha 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 ha, in, um, in Sagaponic about uh, one beach they were trying to ban dogs. Uh, because mm. some people, uh, let's be real, they don't clean up after themselves. Right. But then again, People don't clean up after themselves. Right. You know, I've been on the, the beach fault. and found like, you know, uh, like I've stepped on a fire pit where I burnt my foot mm. from oh, the night no. before. Oh, my daughter did that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, seriously, I've seen dirty diapers. I've stepped oh, on. I've stepped on a fishing hook. Like, <gasps> so come on, let's be real. Maybe it's time it's for you to wear shoes the on the beach. <laughs> Maybe shoes yeah. at the beach would be a good idea. <laughs> there used to be a comedian who used to have a joke is that she, she used to go to the beaches in um in uh, at Coney Island, and it was almost like a workout, like aerobics, because they step over the needle, step over the broken glass, step over the needle, step over the broken glass. Well, we're not there Obviously, yet. We're not there yet. No, but, no, no. But anyway, but you do you do walk your dogs on the beach every yeah, yeah, yeah. every day? Pretty much every day. We we also found a, a little park in um, uh, in East Hampton that just opened on Buckskill Road that we do our little lap in the morning. Oh, that's so or as sweet. I call it, the Tick Factory. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, do, tell tell folks about your two dogs. Uh, Bella and Russell, both rescues. Uh, Russell, we got from a uh, real estate deal. Uh, I what? cut my commission, and the next thing I know, the broker from another company came over and said, oh, here, you're adopting Russell. What? Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. A, in the small print? You yeah, get, it was in you the get small a dog, print. Sell, dog. sell the house, get a dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? It was a no. Deal. It was a great deal. Oh, oh my gosh. Deal. Well, he's a cutie. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for having me on. Are we, gonna, are we done yet? Or are no, we still chatting? Really. Well, I think we can talk a little bit about summer movies. What did, uh, I, I mean, we, we're going to yeah. talk about the, the August films. And I have uh, a, a soundbite <laughs> from Jacqueline Bissett where she talks about the Oscars. Now, this is interesting because she is the old guard. She's 78, still looks amazing. Looks yeah. amazing. Um, and she, I, when we get to it, we had a conversation about uh, whether or not the Academy should put men and women in the same category like and they're say doing just the actor the way the they are Tonys the Tonys I believe did uh, a featured actor this year and it was men and women and I think a woman won this year yeah hmm. well uh, I'm such a big Broadway guy you know yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> hey speaking of Broadway uh, Bay Street Theater knocking them dead with uh, Dial M for Murder oh, yeah. with uh, Meryl Streep's daughter is uh, Mamie Gummer is in that yeah. you mean yeah. Gummer the architect's daughter the, no, Mer Meryl Streep's daughter, oh, Patrick. Streep's get with the program. Daughter. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Same thing. for murder. What's it about? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> is it a? <laughs> is it a? You don't remember the the Alfred Hitchcock movie with yeah. Grace oh, Kelly? Yeah, I mean, that was a joke. Oh, was yeah, a yeah. We all I had someone, that. and this is a. I never know with you. What? There's this. I knew someone once who said to me, "Titanic is that the one about the boat?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, it's the one about." No, it's the one about the Hindenburg. Like, yeah, exactly. Think? That's so it's crazy. It's a World War II drama. True story. So, what are some of the what are the movies that are coming out? Well, again, a sweet way we have a jamie fox movie coming out that he did oh. with will ferrell a long time ago with with dogs speaking strays, of dog day yeah. afternoon right? it's called uh it's called strays and it's a comedy where uh, they use live action footage of dogs like the talking baby thing oh like a Volta. look who's talking right look where the mouth moves yeah. kind of so this right. is by the way do you know how they made mr ed talk Peanut, peanut butter, butter on his lips. Peanut butter. Peanut butter and piano wire. No. We don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But no animals, no animals uh, hurt in the making of strays. But, uh, you know, this was when Jamie Foxx was healthier. And so, well, you know, it's bittersweet from that standpoint. Sure. Also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Mayhem is called. It's another Teenage oh, Mutant Ninja. Yeah. And, and a new superhero movie because we don't have enough of those. Gosh. Thank God. Called Blue Beetle. 
uh, where a guy becomes a giant scarab, and he's, I believe, Latin American. <laughs> Are you kidding? So that, no. And then they use his wings to um, to make Skittles shiny. That's what that's what that stuff is. Oh, really? yeah. oh no! It is. I'll, I'll look it up. The ingredients. Can we come back to Jacqueline Bisset, who was in one of the best summer movies ever, <laughs> The Deep? The Deep. The Deep. Yeah. I, remember I love the, that movie. Mm. Well, well, I was. Everyone I'm gonna, loves I'm it. I'm going to have to do a little bit of this because, of course, I got a chance to hang out with Jacqueline Bisset when my stepdad designed Murder on the Orient Express and exactly ah. a necklace. So Very. I think the Sydney Lamette to, version. What so. happened in Murder on the Orient Express? Was, <laughs> was that about the boat? No, <laughs> that's Titanic. Kaboom! So I think uh, we're going to go to. So your, okay, uh, so yeah, idea. let's let's roll Jacqueline. So here's what uh, I asked her: Are we? Uh, how does she feel about the political correctness these days of actors and actresses having to play that their own parts and be? Uh, one nationality to play that. This nationality. is a really long intro. And, Jeez. Well, and she says, oh, "Here's what she's thinking." Uh, I can't take all this talk about the sexual, that who's man, who's woman. I think I just don't understand it. I don't think that's particularly. I haven't thought about it, but I would say that's probably not a good idea. Um, I, I don't really think that's a good. I think it's all getting crazy. That directors can only use the person who's able to be the, the person to do it's acting. Where does acting come in? Acting is a job which is about being having a variety of emotions and different things that you can do. If if um, you have to be Mexican to play a Mexican part, if you have to be Italian to play an Italian part, I just don't know where that takes us to. I, it's, it's, I don't see it. It's not it's not a political statement when you get casting. You try and find the right person for the job. There's a degree of it. I think that things should be open to many, many groups of people. I think that's all great. And I'm all for, for, for casting being fair and to a sense. But to say to somebody, you cannot make this movie with the person you want. You've got to make it with somebody else because of a rule. I don't think that's a great thing. And I think it's turning a lot of people off. Well, uh, that's controversial because we don't know what's going to happen at the Oscars, but we do know that there's a big contingency that doesn't like the idea of grouping them. And what many actors and actresses have told me is there'll be two women and eight guys in the category. Yeah. Well, also what she's talking about, like having, you know, uh, I mean, I do understand about... Um, you know, especially for people of color to be able to play people of color. Right. I mean, you know, my, my grandfather directed, what, Tea House of the August Moon, and Alec Guinness played a, a, an Asian man. Right. So the, that I understand. And I don't think we ever want to see Mickey Rooney playing. Oh, oh no, no, no. But, 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 I mean, because Eric and I are always late to the game, we've, we were watching Succession last month, and we noticed there was a scene with uh, Shiv and her husband, uh, Tom, and Brian Cox, you know, Logan, and all three of them are British, and they're sitting there playing Americans. I'm totally okay with that. In fact, I yeah, love looking, I'm going, oh, they're Australian. They yeah. do such a good American accent. You know, <laughs> I love that. So I don't have a problem with people portraying uh, Americans, but that's but different. Hank Azaria playing a Middle Eastern guy on the new Idol that uh, Sam Levinson came out with and is getting roundly panned anyway, but just seems like really toned down. Well, let's just go back to like Sam Levine. Wasn't it Sam Levine who played, uh, you know, what was the movie? Come on. Gunga Din. Oh, 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 Din. oh, Sam, no. Uh, Little Jewish fella. Yeah. 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 I remember Sam that. Levine. See, I thought you were going to talk about Azaria on The Simpsons doing Apu. Apu, well, right. Which they stopped, years. I yeah, believe. He, he's, yeah. Yes. Well, they, I understand that. Right. I mean, I do understand that, that, that you know, people are, uh, you know, 
that people should play. And there, there's enough of a pool now. Maybe it was more restricted in the big Hollywood days of who was actually allowed to sit at the table. So the, 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 it was a smaller pool of actors to choose from. But now people should play the, the role from their particular race. Now from a totally sexist standpoint, how great does, and if you're listening to this, you didn't see it, how great does Jacqueline Bissett look at 78? Oh, she, she looks, looks amazing. Wow. Yeah. She's stunning. That was her, again, if you're listening, you didn't see it, but- uh, Pull over her, your car and Google her. That's her yeah. Malibu home we spoke from, uh, or to each other from. And uh, the movie is called Lauren and Rose, and I should say that it opened uh, in June, but now is streaming in August, and it's it's kind of a, um, it's she and a young director who wants to cast her in a movie, and it's kind of like my dinner with Andre. It basically is two that. people sitting in a restaurant talking about the business, and she wants this part, and then she doesn't, and he wants her, and then he doesn't, and it's kind of a little dance that they do, and uh, it's really quite good. I, oh, I recommend awesome. Lauren and Rose with the great Jacqueline Bissett, who said, by the way, that um, she was just, do you remember it seeing the movie, I think in 1970? airport where she was the, the stewardess yeah. and wow. she was carrying Dean Martin's baby and Dean Martin was <laughs> like married, literally carrying it or she Dean was, Martin was, in her was belly. married to um, uh, Perry Mason's secretary Della, Del, Della Reese uh, yeah, no. No, no Della Reese, Reese. Is, Donna Reed no I, I know who Della Reese name, is but she was no Jacqueline Bissett okay. and I said I remember at the time that being just like so crazy that you were carrying a married man's baby and she said i know she was such a silly girl i can't believe i played that part either and of course now it's all tame there's like of nothing course. and then when she flew the plane that was amazing no, she didn't, uh, the didn't, like, didn't the pilot get sucked out of the oh that was 75. no but i think there does i think a, a, a something does go off uh in this a bomb one. it was maureen stapleton gosh you're, you're bringing right. me back to all those movies like earthquake that like, where the let's theater talk more about Irwin, when, 75. Erwin Winkler. No, is he the one who gave like the tingler where you had no that was no, earlier. Erwin Winkler did the Rocky movies right. and Raging Bull. Yeah, and, 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 and he also Earthquake did the Tower. And, the um, Poseidon Inferno Adventure. Was Irwin Allen. Oh, Irwin, Irwin Allen. Allen. Thank right. you, and, Irwin right, Allen. Poseidon Adventure oh, and all those. people. And I Jim, know. play some We Got It Wrong uh, Hot August music to get us out of this. And we want to thank our guests. Yes, Gary yes. Gearfriend with Hampton's Cannabis Expo and Shemaine McNaughton for the Honest Man Group Beverage Director. With a long list of... Uh, by the way, Rowdy Hall is kind of like our cheers. Doesn't that yes. feel like... Like when you watch the TV show Cheers, that that's in Rowdy Hall. Now the new one is Emma Gansett. Yes. Excellent. Yes. They've got way too much money in that movie. Oh, stop. Okay. You're jealous. Uh, yeah, this is uh, from a hot box in the middle of nowhere. We are uh, Bill and Bridget, and this is Air Hamptons. <laughs> thanks, Jim Turner. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. Oh, it is the dog days. Roof, roof, roof. Thanks, Jim. <laughs>